0: When was the last time you think anyone actually used a yellow page? Uh, well, see, there's a good story there. My older brother, Kenneth, probably eight years ago, when I was about to go to uh, Bible camp, um, put a yellow pages... <laughs> yep. You know, repping that Oswestry uh, 2009.
1: That's the I was going to
0: go to. Yeah, yeah. And he, Bible, he, Bible camp. He put a yellow pages in my suitcase... Because the girl I uh, liked, well, i say liked in inverted commas, um, liked at that stage, was very short. And that was well known by the family. Wait, and so, so she was short. He, he thought he would be hilarious and give a yellow page I to thought me. it
1: was the taller one and he was giving you the yellow pages.
0: Well, unless he was like, I don't know, he, he misunderstood and thought she was like a six foot five Swedish supermodel. Which she was not, by hey, the way. Colin,
1: I, it's okay to be going out with someone who's taller than
0: yeah, you. Yeah, but I
1: don't know, that would be kind of weird. Why is it all right to discriminate height when it's not okay to discriminate weight? Oh, like, So you see, if I said to you, yeah, you it would be crazy to, to, to go out with someone taller than me. You'd be like, yeah, that's cool. Uh-huh. Everyone would be like, yeah, that makes sense. You don't want to go out with someone taller than you. You're male. And then if I said,
0: Man, I don't want to go out with someone heavier than me. I'd be shut down. I'd be shot in the head. No, well, I mean, that's... With you, though, it doesn't really... That doesn't apply because you weigh, like, six stone.
1: Okay, well, maybe not heavier than me, but how about someone fat? If I said I don't want to go out with someone
0: who's fat, literally just fat. it <laughs> rules me out. Hey, yeah. that's the only thing it does. <laughs> yeah, true true i mean that's that's the only thing keeping us apart i do apologize my, <laughs> my
1: audio is really quiet right now so we're having a waste of a time conversation because you'll never enter this into the show
0: um james do you know how much i enjoyed your uh drum and sloth intro last week yeah i'm hovering over the send button oh you are for this week Ooh. Can I just say, this is never going to be as good as Drum and Sloth. It's a very, very poor I know. rendition.
1: I know. I am also in pains over this, because I I made the best intro song I'll ever make.
0: This one I've called James's Lament. Oh, no.
1: Okay. <laughs> Let me get to my email over here. Oh. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm quite tired, though. Quite tired, though, tired, though, tired, though. tired. I'm old now. You <laughs> see, the thing about my theme song, right? It was both awful, but also really good
0: at the same time. Yeah, that one's just awful. <laughs> well, well, I think it was go- okay. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's not my best effort.
1: I do have a question. What? And this is a serious one. How long did you spend making that? Genuinely, about eight minutes. Yeah, you can, you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I thought it was okay. It, it's far better than I would ever make in eight minutes. I, I'm I'm mocking, but I also, eight minutes of work, I'm impressed.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. But I, also, I, I mean, you did set the bar ridiculously high for, uh, for me to try and achieve. And I was never going to do that. No, none of, no one ever will. It's like you, you know, I did the high jump, but you did the pole vault on the same Ooh. apparatus. I jumped, I jumped a pole vault height with just my legs no, that's very true uh james the next thing i want to talk about is the fact that in my hand oh i hold a seesaw parade mug oh you do yeah i saw that this is fantastic i can't overstate how pleasing to the eye and to the mouth this is no i, I bet you could overstate if I've, you tried. i've not been eating the mug just to clarify i've been drinking out of it um yeah
1: no i think people out there do know that you use your mouth with a mug they're not
0: gonna question that statement. Well, I mean, you might put other appendages in there, you never know. Oh please. What? Like your spear of teeth. Ah, exactly. Spear of teeth go in a mug. Aye. That's where they go. Uh, yeah no it's, it's it's tremendous you can check out the links to our merch there's also a t-shirt i got a t-shirt as well it's lovely uh with i still didn't get anything i, I will well yeah in, the, the in link time. is there go check it out get a mug get a seesaw parade mug spread the word spread the love i might get a notebook
1: spread out spread out what we've bought you know if we, we can get the whole range between us spread the seesaw
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we can ever use that as a phrase <laughs> well i mean that's uh that could be our catchphrase no we can't be in all 104 episodes, we've never had a catchphrase. Uh, I I think we have. I, I think we've just both got really bad memories <laughs> for such things. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, spread the seesaw. Welcome to episode 104 of Seesaw Parade. Uh, where we're going to talk about s- some of the bigger stories hitting the headlines this week. We're going to start, uh, James. Now, this week for present eyes, future people. If you're listening, I don't understand. To be fair, I think our highest listened to ever Cease Operate episode is about Madonna falling off the stage. At, was it was at the MTV Music Awards. Still gets listened to. It's such a bad episode of podcast. Still gets listened to. And it's got something ridiculous. Like a hundred even
1: started approaching being not so bad anymore. <laughs>
0: It still, it still gets more listens than everything else we make. Although credit to people who have actually started from the start and uh, have, have been here. I mean, to quote uh, Drake, "There we go, started from the bottom. Now we are here. Thank you to everybody who has started like us. I don't know where here is in comparison from the bottom, and now we here. But anyway, the, the news of this week for present
1: day eyes. Anyway, floods. Yeah, that is it. It's been a lot of floods. I think if the floods, the flood news. we we are a bit late to it, but. We weren't being the media last week.
0: Now we are well, being the media. Not quite late, too. I think this just kind of happened at a bad time in that, uh, you know... we, we Well, did Colin, a, I dare say all flooding happens at a bad uh, time. Yeah, that, that that goes without saying. I'm talking about, you know, in terms of the podcast alignment with Hurricane Harvey. Didn't quite Har- match up.
1: Harvey should have waited up... On, on, W- w- no, should have should have been a bit faster for us. Essentially, yeah. Hurricane okay. Harvey should have arrived prematurely, just so we could talk about him. A premature hurricane.
0: So essentially, Hurricane Harvey has uh, has made landfall in Texas. It's now kind of uh, disseminating is probably not the right word disseminating its destruction across the states. Uh, so far, uh, forty four people have been killed. Thirty two thousand people have gone into shelters. Uh, lots of dramatic pictures. Lots of dramatic footage. However, James. Mm-hmm. The thing I want to talk about is the fact that actually there's much more severe flooding going on in another part of the world, which nobody's talking about.
1: Do you want to? Do you want to talk about it? Then we can change that.
0: We can change that last statement. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This is the flooding in Southeast Asia, which has hit large parts of India, Nepal, and Bangladesh. At the moment, the death toll stands around fourteen hundred, and something it's like more forty million people have been displaced. And yet, which again, is a lot more people. If you've been watching any of the news or checking any of the news websites hurricane harvey is what's dominating now james we've kind of touched on these issues before remind us Ooh. why we've been hearing more about hurricane harvey and all about something which is literally uh, you know a hundred a 1, thousand times worse
1: Oh, cause one person of u.s or or maybe uk origin is worth about a hundred thousand asians southeast asians that's not fair that's apparent according to the media and according to the media consumers. Like, this isn't just a media problem. This is a consumption problem. If the news outlets tried to push out the the flooding in, in Asia as their main headline, people wouldn't click on it or read it, if you do still read actual newspaper papers. But, but because they know us and because they know that we like reading about middle class to lower class Americans and are our, our Europeans in trouble. We'll we'll click on their stories, and it's not to say that some say, "Oh, it's because flooding's not so common in America." Yeah, it's happened enough that it's not this that it's not like a, an original story anymore. So it's just because we're like biased.
0: Is it because it's you know we're all just a little bit racist? To paraphrase a, a song from somebody somewhere. Uh, I I tried not to
1: say racist because it's not. I don't think it's deliberate or or in any way. I think racism tends to be a more deliberate thing, or at least it implies more deliberate. But I think we're just intrinsically, or, uh, we are automatically, by where we are born and what we look like, we choose to care more about people we're connected to.
0: Well, somebody who uh, obviously has no sense of the occasion or proportional responses is Donald Trump. He, of course, landed uh, in Texas in Corpus Christi to make a speech to the survivors. Uh, let's listen to a clip of him here. Okay. And uh, James, I like your reaction, please. Thank you, everybody. I just want to say you you are special we're here to take care it's going well and i want to thank you for coming out we're going to get you back and operating immediately thank you everybody what a crowd what a turnout what a crowd what a turnout! this is to survivors of a hurricane
1: yeah he try he seems to make it about him it's impressed he's impressed by how many people came to see him talk instead of being impressed in a different way by the whole situation. You're not on the campaign trail anymore, Donny. Shut up. No, oh, he is. He's not stopped campaigning. He just rallies everywhere. But no, let's it's look at a positive piece of news from the American uh, situation. Is that Mexico are sending help, even with Trump in charge and berating them as a nation in general. They're, they're, they've sent help across the border to people who need it. It's a, it's a small positive. They shouldn't have had to send help, but we wouldn't want them to have to send help, but such a situation arose. I mean,
0: Donald Trump, I said before, that Mexico was sending them their murderers and rapists, so, you know, sending their help is a bit different for once. It's kind of the opposite. It's proving him wrong by action rather than just word. Did you see what Melania Trump was wearing on... uh, Uh, Heels. when she arrived in Texas. Yes, heels. Heels would be correct. Um, She's been widely mocked for this. I can kind of understand why. Um,
1: I can't. She's she's not going to be involved getting down in, in the mud helping people she knows where she's going to be standing she's going to be standing on platforms uh, I don't think she should have to pretend that she's right in the grit of it and wear appropriate clothing I don't think we should care basically is what I'm saying I know if I, she I, doesn't I, want to I, pretend to that she's more involved than she is I don't think we need to care she's
0: inviting herself for more ridicule
1: yeah but I, I think we just shouldn't care she should be able to and then still get no ridicule I don't think this is something that anyone should care about is what someone is going to wear standing on safe places and platforms. And we definitely shouldn't be talking about her footwear more than we should be talking about all the other disasters in the world. Uh, we completely ignore the 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 everyday disasters that are uh, ongoing, places that are constantly losing lives to war, famine, disease, whatever. Nah, shoes, man. Let's talk about shoes.
0: Well, that is a that is a very well well put response, James. We should start
1: a news a news organization. Uh, not just a podcast organisation. We could talk about the things that people don't care about. Like what? Like, we we won't talk about shoes. We'll talk about poor people and suffering. All the things that no one cares about. But then nobody would watch it. Nobody would click on it. No one clicks on us anyway.
0: We're ripe for that. The ripe <laughs> for that place. We are the perfect people to take that role. Right, okay. Um Well, let's move on to other things which have happened and kind of matter but don't really matter. Kezia Dugdale has stood down as the leader of Scottish Labour. She's been in the post for a few years now. She was um, much acrimony over why she's left. James, what was your lasting impression of Kez? I don't have
1: one. She didn't really do much. I don't know, Scottish Labour don't do much anyway. kind of moan about things that aren't happening and then moan about them when they are happening. A referenda
0: and not much else. She seems a bit whiny. I don't know. It's a shame that she's been kind of essentially, you could say, forced out. There there was some certainly some speculation. Rumours and speculation, yeah. Her and Corbin hadn't really kind of been on the same page. Well, and
1: she it was kind of clear that she wasn't on the same page as him. You know, Scottish Labour as a whole saying that he doesn't need to be the leader, please leave.
0: Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's not quite, you know, a, a happy house. But when Corbin was in Scotland just a few weeks ago and Kez was there for the obligatory snap she was there for all of about half an hour and then she left so as much as it seems that perhaps she has had to step aside because of Corbin's very obvious popularity in the UK and uh, you know they're making way for someone who can potentially help him sidle up to Corbin and you know be the scottish version be useful yeah true The fact is, Scottish Labour has not had a good leader for... Since probably Jack McConnell, who was a former First Minister when Labour were actually in charge. When Labour did things, yeah. You had Jim Murphy, you had uh, Joanne Lamont. We've just had
1: a bunch of people who haven't had any lasting impact that I can think of. And maybe that's because I'm not aware, because I don't read enough of our own news. Uh, But I don't really... I, couldn't, I don't think I can tell you anything important that they've done.
0: I would also say, and again... For the party or the people. You know, speaking from our, you know, years and decades of experience, it's easy to criticise, but I think Kez was too young for it. Quite possibly. If you saw any of her speeches or the things she, you know, when she was kind of making remarks, even in First Minister's questions, even her delivery was very stilted, and almost like she was kind of standing up in high school reading an essay at the front.
1: I mean, some people aren't made for the public speaking kind of... Areas of the work, I don't know, maybe she just doesn't, she doesn't have the candor to stand in front of a crowd and say things Mm. in a way that makes
0: sense. As I wouldn't, I'd be useless. Candor, nice. (laughs) The other thing it should be remembered for is the fact that she was guilty of kind of banging the independence drum quite a lot. The the un-independence drum. As we will hear from this clip. Isn't it the case that under the SNP it simply means referendum, referendum, referendum? First Minister... (laughs) This is totally and utterly farcical from Scottish Labour. The only people in Scotland right now talking about a second referendum are Scottish Labour.
1: I mean, they did get them there. It was basically all the parties in Scotland that only ever talked about the referendum and the re-referendum. Yeah. Basically, it's the only thing any of them talk about. And then... When they get bored of talking about that, they talk about how everyone
0: else is talking about it. The problem, I think, Scottish Labour still have, and uh, yeah, you're right, the Unionist Party still have, is that they continue to talk about independence and the referendum. I know that that is the overarching issue in Scotland. However, it's you know it's time to form your own identity. Someone like Jeremy Corbyn, who has kind of revitalised Labour down south, because they've kind of regained a sense of identity.
1: Yeah, I couldn't tell you what makes Scottish Labour stand out from the other parties. I couldn't tell you what their agenda is that dif- that makes them different from anyone else.
0: Would you ever be a politician?
1: No, I think I think I have good ideas, as we all do. I don't think there's anyone in the nation that doesn't think that they've got better ideas than the leaders do. Uh, but no, I wouldn't want to be a politician.
0: Would you? So what I think would be quite fun would be at First Minister's Questions, you just come out with really random stuff, like not actual questions. I think you'd probably get fired. No, you wouldn't get fired.
1: Or asked to leave. I just
0: don't think you'd be very popular. Be like, uh, First Minister, um, there's a report in the Daily Record this morning that says the NHS is struggling with uh, you know, recruiting rural staff in its hospitals. What do you have on your toast in the morning? I think you'd get fired. <laughs> I don't know. I would, I'd enjoy
1: being able to ask the leaders of different parties just whatever I please. That would be great if I could do that. I just pull up their Twitter feeds and ask them why they're embarrassing themselves all the time. But I don't. I don't think I'd be useful. Nicola, what's your gym routine? How much do you bench? Uh,
0: Nicola bench is twice her own weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Did I tell you about the time? Oh, in fact, this is a glorious chance for more um, audio if I still have it. The time I actually. Really pissed off, Nicola Sturgeon. You did? This happened two weeks ago. Uh, and uh, it was a rookie mistake on my part. Usually, you know, for whatever reason, the way that it runs, if I'm going to speak to the First Minister at an event, I will run the questions I'm going to ask by wow. her advisor.
1: Did you, not, did you not do a
0: here's the questions check? There was a question I was given by a colleague via text Colin. in the intervening period between speaking to the SPAD and speaking to Sturgeon. So there was That's one... Brave. You actually asked it. That's brave. I did. There was one question Sturgeon did not see coming. She shot a furious look, and uh, it was horrible and hideous. What was the question? And very, very embarrassing. It was something about like hospitals and Dumfries, It wasn't even a bad question, but she
1: but because she didn't get she didn't have time to get her team to tell her the perfect response. Exactly,
0: and then and then she walked off as I was trying to answer the last question. And uh, a lack of staff. Is there something that well, needs to done to attract the, more
1: people? Well, the, the the hospital's a great news story. It's a brand-new hospital for Dumfries, and oh. you know I visited it uh, not that long ago while uh, still under construction. Uh, clearly, we have plans in place to make sure that we recruit nurses and doctors as we need them, but there are many, many thousands more uh, health professionals working in the NHS today than was the case when we first took office. Last All Ah, you did anger her <laughs> did, you, did you hear that i mean she answered it i guess she actually answered she did question. yeah it was a
0: fine like an answer uh, i was just like lastly all
1: right no but yeah you broke a rule so she left that's okay i think that was a fair exchange <sighs> i i do dislike the way that we let them prep their perfect answers and that we have to but it was a fair exchange
0: yeah but you know also you don't need to walk away like i'm sorry i, d- I did make a mistake I, I did uh, yeah yeah
1: have some charity answer the last one or at least say oh, I oh I've got to go now yeah
0: in a nice voice yeah yeah so which speaking of I have to I have to go now Nicole I'm very sorry and James I'm also very sorry for keeping you here uh so we move on yeah let's talk about other things do you want to take this one do I? Yeah okay let's what are we talking about Taylor Swift again? It's just
1: it's just a, a brief kind of follow up. Another know. chance to to just flex my knowledge muscles and show <laughs> the world just how little I know about this 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 woman. too two. Everyone's favorite overreactor is is doing it. She's gonna carry on doing it. Which she she well no I am impressed. She released a song and it broke what streaming records? The most streamed song in forever ever. And then she released the lyric video for it and it broke lyric video view records in forever, ever. And then she released the real video and that probably broke records too, but I don't really know about that one. She broke a lot of records of her song, so good honor. <laughs> it's not a great song, it's overperformed. Well done.
0: Yeah, so essentially, she broke four YouTube and four Spotify records. Uh, it was the m- most played of any song. Uh, ever, that's ever achieved in a single day, something like 10 million plays in one day. It also broke YouTube's one-day streaming records Um, and oh, the most-watched video on the day of release. Uh, she set a new benchmark with the song's lyric video, all the things you touched on there. But again, kind of neglecting the fact that the song isn't actually that good. I mean, it's just, I, I think, depending
1: on who released it, people's opinions would change. It's not my kind of music. I I, I don't find it as boring as other people do. Um, But... I don't. I don't think. I don't, also don't think it's awful. I think it's just entirely normal music. Can we talk about the the music video? I, have you
0: have you seen I, it, Colin? I well see. This is the thing because I'm not a Taylor Swift <laughs> fanboy. Yeah. Um, you're not. There's a lot of things in the video I didn't quite get, or there's things I didn't quite catch. that so other people have had to explain to me.
1: Right. So this video is full of a lot of self-reference, and that was reference of an
0: F, not reverence. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of self-deprecating a little bit it's
1: a wee bit There's some self-awareness that is humor but it's also a
0: little bit like oh look at me
1: i'm so great i don't yeah it it still feels empty and void
0: of personality what about the stuff at the end let's let's have a listen to it first guys stop making that
1: surprise face it's so annoying yeah you can't possibly be that surprised all the time what's with that bitch don't call me that y'all oh stop acting like you're all nice you are so
0: fake (laughs) Oh, well, there she goes, playing the victim again. Yes. What are you doing? Getting receipts. You're gonna edit this later.
1: Uh, I-, I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative. Oh, yeah, like again, it's just a self-awareness that they're trying to convey, and I don't really get it. I d- well, I do get it, but it's just a waste of time. I, I don't think it's funny, and I don't think it's clever. Uh, I think it, the video looked very expensive. Absolutely, so, that must well have done. taken
0: them an absolute age to film. Yeah, it's like um, fourteen different sets in that.
1: But and I get it. She's one of the most significant figures in popular culture, so most people probably care about her a lot more than I do. But just for me, this doesn't just doesn't have any weight. I don't think her different personalities have any weight. Everyone knows that it's all scripted by the Swedes. The the Swedes? Well, yeah. All music producers are Swedish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay uh I, I i don't have any information to either back that up or disagree this is a fact this is a fact oh they are all swedish they're all swedish every music producer is swedish every single one of them right okay well i mean i think obviously her return has been very well organized very well crafted but
1: also a terrible overreaction to the last few years of media attention.
0: But like the video, I just found almost too self referential. I mean, if she'd had maybe a couple of digs here and there, maybe a couple of references, fair enough. The entire video is a reference to something.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's a whole bunch of references to different parts of her past.
0: And then there's like references to, you know, apparently this is an ongoing feud with Katy Perry as well and yeah, Danny right West. That one, yeah. and, that. and it's like, guys, come on, you're all in like your late 20s, early 30s.
1: Can we just grow up now? Yeah, but if they grow up, they make less money. This isn't real. None of this is real. And that's why that's why it's so overblown. It makes more money if there's all the drama to live off. Do you
0: genuinely think that, they, that they're okay with each other? None of it is real. None of it there's, is real.
1: There's a minor fallout over it. Like, sure, it, maybe they, they take a bit of offense every now and then, but then they remember, oh, but that offense just probably netted me a billion, right? <laughs> Great. Thank you. I'm just saying like this whole new persona, it gives her a reason to make an album that sounds different and then make more money again. Great. Well done. But is it's empty. Because then she'll have her return to the good side
0: in like a few if, years. She
1: she might do. She'll return to the for episode seven of Taylor. <laughs> she'll return to the to the to the light side.
0: Okay. All right, well, let's move on. To Game of Thrones. And I promise, dear listener, this is the last time we talk about Game of Thrones for at least what, a year? Maybe 18 months? Well, it's the last time we'll be talking about an actual episode. Yes, of it. because of but course, who knows, maybe one of the actors will break up with their significant other, and we'll have to talk about that. It was the season finale uh, just this past week. James' initial reactions. What do you think? Hey, I'm
1: happy. It it resolved things. It was all I wanted was for something in this season to to actually come to a point where it finished, and it did. Like a whole bunch of my life was wasted by by making all the storylines way longer than they should have been, and also f- way fewer. Like there was like three storylines and they were all over over long in a short season. I'm just glad they're done.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not been Game of Thrones finest season. I think probably their weakest actually to date. And as I've touched on a bazillion times, it's because they're no longer working from the source material.
1: Oh no, yeah. So the writing is now passable standard. It is just at TV standard. The writing is not special. The only thing carrying the show, or there's a couple of things carrying the show. Three things I'm going to name now, actually. The acting, still top notch. Yep. I think they're taking bad lines and making them at least delivered well. Uh, the score and the music is amazing. And so are the visuals. So that's the set design, costume design, even the VFX and post-production. It's all pretty amazing. But the writing's been horrible. They've just ma- tried to make things dramatic and it hasn't worked. Can
0: I complain about one thing from the finale? And yes, Absolutely. spoilers, but I presume any Game of Thrones fan has seen this by now the main issue i had with the finale was the conclusion to the little finger narrative Mm. now this has been building basically the entire season sansa and Arya, the two sisters have had some very very tense discussions and arguments and threats with knives and people's faces yeah um and then in the finale it turned out to be a massive ruse as we can hear here you stand accused of murder you stand accused of treason how do you answer these charges, Lord Baelish?
1: My sister asked you a
0: question. The lady's answer, forgive me. I'm a bit confused. Right, okay, so, and the thing I did not like about this is that Littlefinger has been, you know, seen to be orchestrating various things, you know, he's the the, the master of he's chaos.
1: orchestrating something, we don't know.
0: Yeah, we don't know what his plan actually was. But then, the thing I didn't like... Is that in the previous six seasons, he has been the kind of the puppet master, if you like. And then he was caught out by two wee girls and he was like, oh, I don't know anything. Well, he, don't okay, know. no, so here we go. He
1: wasn't caught out by two wee girls. He was caught out by two wee girls and their CCTV brother. <laughs> <laughs> so he's recorded all events in all of history and future, right? He knows what's up. Uh, the The tell, the tell, and it's been a tell all along. The whole season, this has been. Her CCTV brother. <laughs> It's been it's been a foregone conclusion, that fashionable phrase, this whole season. And I've been waiting for him to die since episode Aria gets home. Right. Uh, they should have just done it then, rather than trying to draw it out and pretend the Starks are gonna turn on each other. Yeah. They had Bran there. Uh, they know what's up. But the tale was when Aria walks into the final scene, she's got the knife back. And you're like, oh well, Sansa must have given her the knife back, she's on Sansa's side again. So before the big oh, lord baelish reveal that we knew and even before that we knew because they've got bran there to tell them what's up i don't know why this plot took so long when it shouldn't yes. it like plausibly couldn't have this was bad writing
0: yeah i completely agree they could have done this in an episode instead of dragging out for the entire season having like fake arguments with each other why were, i don't understand the, that. the fake arguments that were all cringy
1: and awful I really, on the opposite side, enjoyed the dialogue that they had after they were done. exactly. The family stuff, reminiscing about their dad afterwards, (laughs) chatting about how life's difficult. That was good. I wish we had more of that in this season. And the
0: last thing I'll leave you with is, of course, the reveal about Jon Snow not really being Jon Snow. Which, again, we've known, but it's finally we got his name. Yeah, and it turns out that (laughs) him and Danny are now auntie and nephew. Well, they have been all along, aunt and nephew, yes. And now they're trying to make babies on a boat.
1: Yeah, they're having a wee, having a wee bang bang yeah. in a boat, <laughs> and that's that's where the season
0: left us, really.
1: Yeah, no, it was. I I enjoyed how awkward that was. They knew how bad it was, so they did the the monologue or the dialogue between Bran and Sam, t- chatting about how they're totally related while they were having a bang. They couldn't have made it any more difficult to watch.
0: Did you notice that Tyrion was like watching through the keyhole?
1: Tyrion has been a bit of a creep. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, Jora is the more standard creep I would expect
0: him to be a creep Oh yeah, but
1: Tyrion I don't know what he was thinking I guess we'll find out okay, later on
0: moving on to other TV shows goodbye Game of Thrones you've been alright chat later True Detective is eventually going to make its way back uh, to our screens if you haven't seen the first season uh, with Matthew McConaughey and I believe it's Woody Harrelson uh, mm-hmm. please please watch it I watched it when it first came out it's some stunning television yeah it's HBO so it's hard to get yeah but only six i'm I'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to watch it now definitely have to try to watch it now it's a crime tv show but the second season came out and they tried to cast well they did cast vince vaughn and uh taylor kitchener as the two gritty leads but you can't do you can't really do that with vince vaughn i think he's too far i don't know what it is about him
1: he's just got one of those faces he looks he looks like podgy and cuddly I don't think, yeah.
0: He's done too many bad comedies to really be seen as a gritty actor now. But anyway, the second hey, season was a can, disappointment.
1: You can, you can act things
0: that you, that you weren't supposed to. You can change. True. Matthew McConaughey. And
1: Tarantino to direct it. That's Matthew true. Matthew
0: McConaughey did it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, season three is uh, eventually going to make its way here with the lead actor being the one and only Mahershala Ali. Yes. As of uh, Moonlight and House of Cards fame. And Luke Cage. A wonderful actor. And Luke Cage, he was like the good thing about Luke Cage. And uh, Jeremy Solnier will be directing. Now, Jeremy Solnier is probably a name you don't recognize, but he has done two of my favorite films in the last few years. One being Green Room, which was that kind of neo Nazi uh, horror with Patrick Stewart, which is incredibly gruesome, but very, very good. And uh, the other one, which has the word blue in the title, but I can't remember. (laughs) Blue Ruin, that's what it is. And again, incredibly tense, very, very well shot. So I'm thoroughly looking forward I'm to that. I'm glad you are.
1: I, I I will be looking forward to it after I've watched the first season and maybe the second season. But you don't have to watch them to follow them, I don't think, so I might just skip a season. Um, Speaking of HBO shows, just to waste a tiny bit of time, I am very quickly watching uh, Westworld, because I can. Really?! So I'm cracking, I'm I'm just about finished season one, cracking (sighs) onto season two and
0: finishing it as soon as I can. Well, season two isn't even out yet, so... I know, I'm going to have to carry on paying for things. (laughs) Yeah, like, they've only released a trailer, but what have you thought of season one so far? I thought Westworld, by the way, was great. Really Westworld
1: is very, very good. Uh, I have one major problem with it. I just just saluted, Um, by the way. We can maybe talk about it, we can maybe talk about it another time. Uh, if we want, do you want to talk about Westworld now? Or let's no. Let's episode? let's
0: save it for for when it crops up in the news again, shall we? No. So I will gripe about Westworld later. And one sentence on Iron Fist. Oh, you f- you finished it? Did not like it. That's all I'm going to say. Did not like it. My name is Danny Rand. Yeah, and I'm the Iron Fist. And if you didn't know, I'm the Iron Fist and also Danny Rand. I'm the protector of Kun Lung. And I'm the immortal Iron Fist.
1: It had one or two elements which were good, but it was just
0: There was maybe, I think, I can think of two parts of the show. Thirteen episodes which I thought, okay, that's cool. Two bits. What are your two bits? There was one with he kind of punched the ground and it was a very cool kind of moment when okay. everything kind of rose up and he remained still and it was kind of lots of slow-mo. And I thought, okay, that's that's a cool shot. And all the stuff with Colleen Wing, I thought was excellent. I think she was great. She was probably the strongest part of the show. I, I quite like her. As much as I'm a fan of David Wenham, uh, you know, Faramir, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you, Faramir, you know, yeah, Lord of the Rings. M300. Um, um, uh, he, he was just very, very bad. I don't blame that on him. I blame that on the writing. No,
1: it was writing, all in the writing and the directing, production just time. Just the
0: whole tone of the show... It's completely off. The the choreography, the fight scenes were fight bad. Scenes awful.
1: I actually know for a fact that one of them, one of them, there's a they they, they have the shot for too long and they edit because they finish they finish the the fight the the tiny wee bit of choreography that they do they finish it and then they freeze for about half a second and then it edit, cuts to the next scene and it's not like a, an artistic freeze. It's they're supposed to be in an intense sword fight. And it just pauses. The main problem is, though,
0: is the character of Iron Fist. He is the the problem with the show. purely written. Not just the fact that he's just intensely annoying. But also he's he's constantly being like I hate that you treat me like a child, and then he goes and acts goes like a and child,
1: acts like a kid every time. He's, he's so like, oh, annoying. I'm a, I'm a I'm a real man. I'm a grown-up man, and I can make smart decisions. Immediately goes and does something stupid. Anyway, I'm about and to, childish. Anyway, I'm about to start watching
0: the Defenders. So yes, we'll see how that goes. Uh, have you seen I have, it?
1: I've have, I've have finished the Defenders. Right. Okay. So well, we can well, talk about that next in week. Time. Next week. Uh, have fun cutting that whole. 10 minutes
0: into the one sentence that you promised <laughs> okay let's move on to some movie stuff first one this has kind of come out of the blue this is borg versus McEnroe, which is a film uh, it's been it's been a there's been chat about it for I, a while. yeah but it's the first i've heard of it or seen it wimbledon 1980 okay. final between uh bjorn borg and john McEnroe, a trailer's come out the movie's out in like less than a month shia labeouf as of you know as in the shia labeouf is John McEnroe. <laughs> Not like the other Shia LaBeouf, you know. <laughs> yeah, but... The actor. But just, you know, considering everything that's happened with good old Shia in the last few years. Well, know, yeah. yeah. He, he managed... I think he got all this
1: out before he got put
0: in prison and stuff. Let's let's listen to the, bit of the trailer and you'll hear some of Shia as Mr. McEnroe. The only thing standing between Borg and that record is you. <laughs> you and Borg are as different as two people could possibly be. How do you respond to McEnroe's comment from before the tournament that Borg the Machine will soon break down? I'm just like uh, anybody else. I'm not a machine.
1: I'm an angry man. I'm American and I am angry. And then the other one's going, ah, I am a human too. What did you think of the trailer? They've made films of this style before. A A historic sport event. Dramat- dra- Dramatizing it a little bit, putting it in a film. Dramatizing. It's always it's always fun to watch. I guess it's not going to be a bad film. Shia can act, and he's very good at being angry. True. So I, I've got high hopes for it. it. Should be a good film. I just don't think I want to see it very much. <laughs> okay. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Like it's a film about people playing tennis.
0: Eh, I'll watch it if it's on TV and I'm sitting down. Fair enough. Let's move on. Suicide Squad 2, the sequel that nobody really wants, is uh, not going to be filmed.
1: Apparently, I'm guessing lots do because it made a lot of money, that film.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, the people who got the money probably want it to be made, but I don't think there's any great clamor apart from the DC fanboys who want to see it. Yeah. certainly from my perspective um, not that fussed really I mean I saw the first one twice to my shame because I thought Wait, maybe on a why second... did you see it twice because I thought it was going to be one of these films that, on a second viewing I would have enjoyed more but anything did, if, you, if did anything, you get I the just... director's cut I just hated it more I hated it more oh please director's cut be good please yeah so uh, it's the sequel that nobody wants but it's being delayed even further because oh, Will no. Smith's schedule uh, is not going to match up because of course he was dead shot he was probably the main character along with Harley Quinn and the original he has got aladdin to film in which oh, I, yeah, I think he's, he's the genie that. yeah and then he's also shooting a sci-fi film called gemini man yep and then he's gonna do suicide he's squad. a popular guy that william he does a lot of things yeah okay anyway so any feelings
1: about suicide squad too uh i'm glad it's postponed it might give them time to write it well and have more characters who are not in it for two minutes before getting killed. Which is also known as writing it well. Slipknot,
0: gone but never forgotten. Slipknot,
1: the best character
0: in the film. Okay, Hellboy. The uh, remake which has been mooted for some time. David Harbour from Stranger Things as Hellboy, which I think is an inspired choice. And the uh,
1: Man in Black, the first one. What? He was in the Man in Black, the first one.
0: He's in the first man in black.
1: Yeah, he's the he's the alien. No, he's not Or he's the he's the farmer that gets alien is he really maybe i'm making this up oh i think you're i making, it don't know
0: <laughs> i think you're making it up okay let's check that later on anyway david harbour is hellboy the news this week was ed screen who is in game of thrones was also the bad guy in deadpool he got recast in game of thrones this is why he's Famous for Game of Thrones as he got recast. Right, regardless. He was also the bad guy in Deadpool, which I think probably people will know him best from anyway. Yeah,
1: no he's he's one of those actors he kinda know, but no one really cares about his career. Anyway,
0: yet. he has left Hellboy after being cast as a character, he then found out was Asian. And he's In the original, he wasn't gonna be asked to like be an
1: Asian on screen. <laughs> yeah. It was the character that it was based off in this adaptation. in the
0: original is Asian. So he stepped away and yeah. I guess this now means that the the scriptwriters have to find an Asian person or the casting directors have to find an Asian. Yeah, if they didn't if they don't
1: manage to cast an Asian actor for the role now, uh, they're probably going to get fired. What do you think of this move? I I think it's a shame that any actor feels like they have to step off step away from a part because of their race. Unless someone's race is intrinsic to their character. In the story, I
0: don't think we should be caring so hard about it. Like maybe Tilda Swinton's character in Doctor Strange, who was definitely an like an Asian monk. Yeah, that was a weird
1: one, and they should have thought harder. But for example, one of the char- one of the other characters in Hellboy uh, is an Irish woman from the fifties in the original, and she's getting played by. Someone who I've forgotten, but is black.
0: Okay, oh,
1: fair enough. And if we look at the another big, apparently big film of the year, uh, the Dark Tower. The main character in that, I believe in the in the books, is not uh, Idris Elba. He's I mean, getting played by Idris Elba. Do I think Idris Elba should quit because he because <laughs> he got the part? No. Do I think that any actor should quit because they're the wrong race in comparison to the original uh, character? Very rarely. Do I think that people there needs to be better representation? Of different ethnicities in acting, definitely. We just have, we have to start going about it the right way. Be cast people correctly, as as in if they act if they if
0: they act well,
1: give them the role. It doesn't matter what race they are, unless it's important
0: to the story. I think that wraps up pretty well. And uh, th- was there anything else we're going to talk about? Edit it into something succinct and smart. That that works for me. Whatever I said, make it smart. Do you think we could recast my part in so Parade?
1: This is the end by the way. Anyone could take it up in my by my books. We could recast it to if they if they do your part well, they can take it. It doesn't matter if they compare it to the original.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Okay, uh you all know where to find us <laughs> on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat and uh yeah. Order some merch. Yeah, that was fun and, James oh, was. And also YouTube. Yeah, yeah indeed. That's the one yeah, of course. YouTube. Go watch those fantastic animated videos that
1: James has made. James, tell us more uh i colin now sends me segments of the show to i don't know varying lengths and then i put pu- animated faces of us in them over some over some backing plate and i animate segments of the show they're awesome if that hasn't made you want to watch it
0: i don't know what could yeah okay james I put a lot of thought into that that advert <laughs> I have a cracking time in life and i will see you Next life. Is it, wow, uh, is something going to happen to me this week? That okay.
1: Uh, next <laughs> to ne- till to the next life. I guess <laughs> we'll see you then. Bye.